It is Friday, October 2nd, 2020, and you are listening to the Federalist Forum, a constitutional think tank for every patriotic American. Today on the Federalist Forum, I will rip apart the media's latest claims about our president, we will talk truth by the numbers, and I will leave you motivated to be a patriot of this great country. I promise you that. Coming up next on the Federalist Forum. Good morning. Welcome to the Federalist Forum. I am your host, Tom. Thank you for tuning into the podcast that's become a popular resource for conservative truth and activism, a podcast that science turns to for facts. First off, I want to send my positive vibes and best wishes to President Trump and the First Lady for a quick and positive uh, recovery from COVID-19. A lot of people are up in arms today, but I implore you to take a breath and relax. The survival rate for someone in Trump's age age demographic is nearly 97%, but Trump has instantaneous medical resources available to him that are the best in the country, of course, and nearly 100% of the country doesn't have. So he will be fine, and in two weeks, he will be back to holding rallies with both middle fingers in the air at the left. Prior to that, uh, this week, I want to touch on the latest taglines being used by the intellectually impotent Democrats and their fluffers in the liberal media um, in calling President Trump a national embarrassment. A president who is currently sitting on not one but three nominations for a Nobel Peace Prize. A president who packs stadiums everywhere he goes, not only within our own country but in every other country he visits. Recall the millions of people who welcomed the president to India. Let me tell you what the national embarrassment is by the numbers. A national embarrassment is two years and 32 million dollars to investigate the fairy tale of Russian collusion that we now know was maliciously and fraudulently instigated by Hillary Clinton and ignored by John Brennan, James Coney, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden. A national embarrassment is 48 days and three million dollars wasted on a sham partisan impeachment that accused President Trump of what Joe Biden openly did on video. A national embarrassment is 47, 39, and 33, collectively 119, the number of years that Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, and Nancy Pelosi have been in office to now claim that the country has been forever broken and they are finally ready to fix it. A national embarrassment is 335. That's the number of years in prison Michael Avenatti is facing for 36 counts of wire fraud, tax fraud, bank fraud, bankruptcy fraud, and aggravated identity theft. Michael Avenatti, who CNN fawned over for years. And while we're on that subject, a national embarrassment is $293,000. The amount Stormy Daniels was ordered by a federal judge to pay President Trump's legal fees and sanctions after her defamation suit against him was found frivolous and dismissed. A national embarrassment is the six-figure settlement that Don Lemon has tried to offer a victim who is suing him after Lemon put his hands down the front of his own shorts and vigorously rubbed his genitals, removing his hand and shoving his index finger and middle fingers into the plaintiff's mustache and under the plaintiff's nose. National embarrassment is zero. That's the number of years that Senator Dick Blumenthal actually served in Vietnam, despite claiming to have served the horrors of war and being taunted upon his return home. Dick is a giant dick. A national embarrassment is $2 billion. That's the amount of insurance claims across 20 states so far for damages caused by riots that liberal mayors and governors have failed to stop or even tried to control. And that doesn't even scratch the surface of the law enforcement costs to taxpayers. 
The national embarrassment is 2014. That's the year Hunter Biden was discharged from the Navy for drug use after a bender at the Biden mansion with hookers and blow. 2018. That's the year Hunter Biden had a child with a woman while he was in a relationship with Haley Biden, who was previously married to Hunter's older brother, Bo, who died of brain cancer in 2015. This, that dude is a train wreck, and that family is disgusting. A national embarrassment is 30 and 109. That's the number of Democrats and Democrat lobbyists who went to party in Puerto Rico in 2019 on the taxpayer's dime, while the rest of the country was enduring a government shutdown that Democrats refused to address. Folks, Donald Trump is not the national embarrassment. The Democrats and their disgusting pond goblins in the media are the national embarrassment. The 116th Congress will go down as the most dysfunctional, most obstructive, least effective group of political scumbags this country has ever seen. Now, moving along, and back to the garbage media. There's a new story out by NBC regarding Kyle Rittenhouse and the Department of Homeland Security. NBC cites that there's internal DHS talking points that it claims to have obtained, although they provide no clarity as to how they got these talking points or whether the points came from the White House or within the DHS or anonymous source or where. NBC also doesn't indicate whether the talking points are dated. But here's the real funny part. NBA says the purpose of these talking points was to prepare various DHS officials to respond in case they were asked by news media about the Kenosha situation. NBC says they were instructed to say Rittenhouse was in Kenosha to defend small business owners and that Kyle was seen being chased and attacked by rioters before shooting. Well, guess what, you group of inverse valedictorians? That's exactly the truth. It's not a talking point. It's what everyone in the country has seen with their own eyes. How is this crap journalism? Actually, that's exactly what it is. It's crap journalism. NBC reports that the talking points add that subsequent video has emerged reportedly showing that there were multiple gunmen involved, which would lend more credence to the self-defense claims. Again, that's not a talking point. It's the truth. The last guy that was shot, uh, Good Biceps, was pointing a handgun at Rittenhouse as he moved toward him. There are thousands of photos and video clips of this. And NBC reports that DHS officials were told to stress that everyone deserves a fair trial. This is why we try the accused in the court of law, not the star chamber of public opinion, one of the talking points read. You know who actually said that? The founding fathers. It's in the goddamn constitution, you narrative freaking muppets. It, it's ridiculous. The, the lengths they go to make a story out of something that is not a story just to try to turn their narrative around. It, it's, it, it's just gross. You know, Democrat U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin from here in Wisconsin called the NBC News report alarming, They're the panic again, and urged Senate Homeland Security Committee to hold an oversight hearing on the issue. That committee is led by Baldwin's Republican counterpart here in Wisconsin, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson. Really? We need another committee and more tax dollars wasted on something that is factually accurate and morally appropriate that is not a story? There is nothing wrong with those talking points, other than the fact, of course, that they don't shame conservatives. God forbid we have any truth when the Democrats can't sell it as some feeble-minded grim fairy tale of self-victimization and bullshit lies. Now, Baldwin said, we need to find out who in the Trump administration is responsible for directing law enforcement officials during an ongoing investigation to publicly offer sympathetic comments to someone who was charged with fatally shooting two people. 
Yeah, Tammy, he fatally shot two people after they, along with a group of others, chased him down the street trying to kill him repeatedly. I tell you what, the left is going to lose their minds when Kyle Rittenhouse is exonerated or the charges are dropped. As usual, in an act of emotional impulsivity, Democrats acting on their unchecked biases and presupposed ignorance jump to prematurely charge someone and completely overcharge them in the process. And if nothing else, it's that overcharging that is the same thing that we'll see officers in Minneapolis acquitted as well. The only charge that Rittenhouse can legitimately face, in my opinion, is the unlawful possession of a dangerous weapon by a person under 18. That's it. It's a misdemeanor. Because he was, because he was a minor does not take away his right to use deadly force in defense of himself using any means at his disposal if he fears he's in jeopardy of being killed or facing great bodily harm. His age is irrelevant and his use of the weapon in that situation is irrelevant. He has an innate right to defend himself with deadly force if necessary. It doesn't matter where he came from or what weapon he used. The argument of crossing state lines is equally futile. He crossed state lines earlier in the day to go to work in Wisconsin as a lifeguard and then going on to clean up graffiti in the city. He didn't bring the weapon with him either. Every argument the left tries to make with this situation are, are completely destroyed by truth. Now, unfortunately, like always, because they don't like the truth, they claim the truth is wrong. They are truly stupid human beings. But you know, NBC has a bombshell report about talking points. They aren't talking points. They're the black and white facts. Because everyone sees them, you ignorant frickin' tools. Oh, I'm fired up today. I tell you what, if only the Democrats would be so righteous and concerned about the violence that truly plagues America. Senator Baldwin, where was your statement yesterday when 16 individuals were shot in Milwaukee in less than a 24-hour period? 16 in one day! That's more than most large cities in America see in a month. Seven of them were shot at a funeral. Every city in America that is led by Democrats is a giant cesspool of spent lead, blood, and impoverished drug addicts. There is a common denominator in all of this, folks. All of these cities have been driven into the ditch repeatedly for decades by Democrats at the wheel. I, I'm convinced that they are so ashamed of themselves and that the shame has morphed into a denial so thick that it repels anything that resembles truth and accountability. It's disgusting. I was researching yesterday on a website called uh, the Gun Violence Archive. The Gun Violence Archive is an online archive of gun violence incidents collected from over 7,500 law enforcement agencies, media, government, and commercial sources daily in an effort to provide near real-time data about the results of gun violence. GVA is an independent data collection and research group with no affiliation with any advocacy organization. It's just straight facts. According to GVA, there were just over 15,000 homicides by firearms in 2019. So far in 2020, there are nearly 14,000 already, and we have three months to go. This country is on pace to see almost 19,000 homicides by firearm in 2020. Almost a 25% increase over 2019, and more homicides in any year since the GVA started keeping records. Milwaukee in just the last week, has had 532 reports of shots fired. Well, that's just people, it's not necessarily just people shot, it's shots being fired. It calls for that. And that number jumps to 2,100 for the past 30 days, and more than 12,000 reports for shots fired over the past six months alone in Milwaukee. 
By comparison, Chicago has seen about 1,650, 1,650 calls for shots fired in the past six months. 1,650 in Chicago, but more than 12,000 in Milwaukee. The numbers I'm providing with you are all available at the website spotcrime.com, by the way, which tracks real-time incidents across the country, including thefts, armed robberies, assaults, vandalism, arsons, and shootings. You can look all of this up for yourself. I will always provide you with verifiable information and the source to find that information. I have strayed a bit from where I started today, but in, in reality, it's come full circle. The national embarrassment in America is the Democratic Party and their morally bankrupt, deceitful, violent base of entitled lazy thugs who are averse to law, order, and personal responsibility. That's what's embarrassing. Not Americans who are proud of their country, their heritage, their personal story, their neighborhoods. Americans who are eager to help one another, believe in family, are quick and generous to be charitable with their time and resources to help those in need without being forced to. Americans who value the Constitution, who exercise their rights with responsibility, who believe that equal opportunity doesn't always mean equal outcome. Americans who are police officers and teachers and doctors and firefighters and military service members, uh, service members and dog groomers. Americans who work multiple jobs. Americans who are often single parents but look upon that as a privilege, not a crutch or a burden or a mistake. Americans who choose to bring their children into the world and give them a chance. Americans who value and respect life. Americans who just want to be left alone to work on their piece of the American dream in peace and harmony without being told how to do it or it being stolen from them to support the lazy and unwilling. Americans who were taught family values, go to church or find other means to practice whatever faith means to them. Americans who pay their taxes, hold doors open, say please, thank you, and I'm sorry. Americans who know what bathroom to use. Americans who believe in actual provable science and the scientific method. Mothers, fathers... Sisters, brothers, you know, sons, daughters, grandparents, grandchildren, aunts, uncles, friends, babysitters, colleagues, and good Samaritans who've had enough of the Democrat shit and are ready to take our country back to a place of balanced morality and respect. Back to the values that have been seamlessly passed on to us for generations. The Democrats hate that. Because they cannot compete with that. Our strength, our conviction, and our patriotic unity scares the hell out of them, and it should. We are passive no more. We are not backing down. We are proud of our president, our country, ourselves, our flag, and our anthem. And we are in this fight to win, and damn it, we will win. We are everything great about America, and we are far from an embarrassment. We are an example, in fact, of how to do it right. That's all I have today, friends. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'd be very grateful if you take a minute to share it with your friends and family. If you found it motivating or informative to you, subscribe, leave me a review if you'd be so kind. Feel free to follow engage with me on Parlor. My handle is at ExposingLibsBS. And in fact, earlier this week, I held a real-time debate forum there during the presidential debate. Uh, and it was awesome. It was a good time. A lot of people contributed. Um, so why stop there? Tonight at 9 p.m. Central... I'm going to hold another forum, and we will roast Don Lemon. It should be very entertaining. You can also get in touch with me by dropping me an email at exposingliberalbs at gmail.com. Friends, it is time for all of us to passionately take action, and we the people have a proud history of doing just that. You've been listening to the Federalist Forum. Thank you for your listenership. 
and for your patriotism as we fight together to preserve the founding principles of our constitutional republic. Until next time, sapientia est potentia. Wisdom is power.